She's classy. She's sassy. She's a little smart assy. Ladies and gents, the priestess of swearing spirituality. The badass whisperer herself, Kelly McLean. Hey, welcome to the Bitch Scopes podcast, where I, Kelly McLean, dish about current astrological shit um, with a sprinkling of feminism. But for everyone, right? Yes. Feminism is like salt. Makes everything taste better. <laughs> I just made that up. I'm Kelly McLean. As you know, I write these and um, I'm crazy. And um, I think we're all clear on what's happening here. Um yeah. You can email me at kelly at the bitch me. I would appreciate if you check out the other podcasts, bitch um, and bitch explaining. This is your bitch astrology for the week of October 23rd. Fuck me. Time flies. Okay. Guys, we have another fucking eclipse this coming week. It's that time of year. This happens every year if you're new to astrology. Hang on. I need a drink. My cats are driving me insane. Anyway, this week we have a full moon lunar eclipse on Halloween weekend. Hello. It's so cool. Although a little more intense than we'd like. Anyway, this eclipse is the final eclipse in the Taurus Scorpio series, which has been testing our sense of security and how we manage our resources. We are graduating to the next set of eclipses, which are already in session. Um, lunar eclipses are like, Tommy, shut it. Lunar eclipses are like super juiced full moons. They scrub off stuff that we need to let go of. If you can release and let go willingly, it is usually a lot less upsetting and jarring. It's a time of endings and completions, and this is a final nudge to get your shit together wherever Taurus is in your chart. So don't be surprised when you're surprised, you know? The eclipse happens on Saturday, the 28th, but you might start feeling it earlier in the week, like my cats. The sun moves into Scorpio on Monday and you're bound to feel that shift. I think the shift from Libra to Scorpio is one of the most pronounced ones of the year. Tom, what? God, he's driving me crazy. This week, in the addition, in addition to this eclipse, um, there is a strong wave of determination coming up. Similar to last week, but a little different. Lilith is active this week, so that's a lot of take-no-shit mentality. Saturn, Mercury, and Mars all make aspects that point to hard work, high energy, and a sharp mind. Be careful, though, because tongues are likely to be sharp. Um, I am betting some things, some harsh, crazy shit might be said um, on the world stage this week. Maybe that's nothing new. I don't know. It feels different to me. I feel some kind of way about it. Um, we'll see. So let's hit the high points for this week. Um, Monday, the sun enters Scorpio and Mercury sextiles Lilith. 
Tuesday, the sun is trying Saturn, which is determination and, and hard work. Um, Sunday, the sun sextiles Lilith, which is edgy and rebellious and raw and can be kind of sexy if you want to take advantage of it. Um, there's a whole bunch of like minor aspects and aspects with asteroids that I'm not going to like list out, but they are included in the energy summary. Um, Thursday, Friday, pretty normal, nothing major. Saturday. Saturday, we have moon opposite Jupiter, which is like high energy that gets Mars kind of hyped. Um, it is tension, but it's tension in a positive way. We have the full moon and a partial lunar eclipse at five degrees of Taurus. That happens at 1.24 p.m. Pacific time. So that's for around 425 um, Eastern time. Then that same day, we have Mercury opposite Jupiter, um, big plans, optimism, um, and full moons do um, illuminate, enlighten, shine a light on things, bring information into the light, those kinds of things. So you can kind of see Saturday, how we've got this high energy, big ideas, full moon, you know, it's, it's a lot. Then Sunday, we have Mercury conjunct Mars, um, where we are really quick with our brain and our reflexes and really sharp with our tongue. So that's why I put that caveat in there about sharp tongues. So <clears throat> let's talk about that. Let's talk about Mercury for a second. Obviously, this Israel-Palestine conflict has really stirred up the social media monsters. Um, Mercury, of course, would be the ruler of social media, along with Uranus. Uh, social media is just its a blessing and a curse. I got a little nostalgic starting to think about like the history of the internet because uh, the internet became public while I was in college. Well, it was my last year of college. So I remember like I, it was a big deal. Um, with the advent of the internet and then socials, there's been a huge uptick in knowledge around the world. Just the availability of information is unbelievably vast. Our evolution has skyrocketed since the internet became public in 93. Um, I got on the internet in 95. Um, for the first 10 years or so, it was just utterly mind-blowingly amazing. We were connecting with each other. We were learning things about people. We were meeting people online that we'd never have the chance to have met otherwise. Connecting with people all over the world. It was just amazing. The doors of dating and relating swung wide open. Job opportunities increased. Um, and then cell phones showed up in the early 2000s and we unlocked yet another level. Um, do you guys remember pagers and like pager codes? That was interesting. Um, and then around 2010, smartphones were invented and we know how that went. Now we have access to the internet and information pretty much everywhere we go. It's fucking crazy. There was a boom of learning there for a while and then things got weird uh, a few years ago. Competitive, argumentative, ugly, um, certain entities using the internet to seed conflict and disinformation and infighting and just ugh. 
So now everyone knows everything. Everyone's a fucking know-it-all. Everyone is a fucking PhD of Google. Um, Talent seems common. Like I remember when I used to think that I was talented at like writing or dancing or like whatever. And now I see a shit online. And because we have the ability to learn from so many places, um, people can increase their, their talents in a huge way. So now you look at things going on on the internet and, um, social media creators. And I'm just like, Fuck, I'm, I suck, <laughs> which isn't true. Like we all have our place, but, um, man, it's just wild, but anything can be learned. Everything can be monetized. Um, bloggers or journalists, journalists or bloggers, influencers or millionaires, millionaires own the media. It's just starting to unravel. Instead of getting smarter, like we did there for a couple decades, we are actively getting stupider and more ignorant by the day. False information, fake news, misleading statistics, bullshit in general is just having a fucking heyday. My point is that something has to happen that will shift this again. I shudder to think what that might be. Um, I hope God has a better plan than what my imagination is coming up with. Um, but I hope that we can all be a little more conscious about what we share, how we share it, what we say, why we say it. I think it can make a difference. Um, we have to be much better stewards of good information, much better filters of false information. We have big brains. We can discern truth from crap. We have got to be more responsible about everything, everything. My long rambling point is that this is what eclipses do. They push us forward in our evolution in a quick way, both personally and collectively. We're fast tracked, um, with the age of Aquarius coming in, intellectualism is going to make a big comeback, replacing religion for the most part. Religion's not going to go away. It's always going to be present, unfortunately. But we are definitely in an age of religion being emphasized and prioritized. But over the next many years, it's going to become less prominent in government, etc. And things are going to shift into the logical you know, Aquarian intellectual Spock-like things. And then, you know, as that era wraps up, it's going to be like too much Spock, too little emotion. And then we will shift into um, the age of Capricorn, right? Yeah. Well, that's weird, but that's not even in our lifetime. So that's somebody else's problem currently. Be careful when you incarnate is all I'm saying, <laughs> when you reincarnate. <laughs> um, anyway, so this last eclipse in Taurus, it's the last eclipse in Taurus for like 20 years, gives us a chance to check issues like how we acquire resources, our debt, our incomes, our budgets, the way we use money, the reasons we have issues with money, how we value ourselves, what we need to feel secure. With improved sense of security and self-worth, then we move into that Aries Libra series of eclipses where it's who we are in the world and who we are with our partners and who our partners are. Psychological evolution is a fucking fascinating thing. It's wild. Um, this eclipse, like I said earlier, happens at five degrees of Taurus. Did I say that? I can't remember. Um, we had this exact sign and degree 
eclipse in October of 2004. Um, so if you can think in general terms about what was unfolding in your life at the time, it's helpful. Sometimes we just don't know, but astrology can be helpful in giving you a hint. Um, my Aries rising cat is driving me insane. What's your deal, Thomas? I'm almost done. <laughs> anyway, this week's, um, bitch scopes will focus on the Taurus eclipse as the main dish, and it will be served with a side of Scorpio. Thanks for listening. Um, I forget all the things I'm supposed to say because I've been recording, I feel like, all day. Uh, So just thanks. Love you. Bye. (laughs) 